hype. Again. Yeah, it's me, Ghost. Uh, and as you probably noticed, I've been absent for a while. Well, it's really because I did a job out of state, but little did I know that I was going to run into old friends of mine from the past. Well, do I have a story for you? Plus, I'm using a microphone attached to my computer to tell this story, so uh, hopefully you can hear me better. I was doing a job in a certain location. Sadly, I won't say where, because I don't want any of you going there. And also, the forest over there is forbidden. Anyway, it's just dangerous for the time being. But for this job specifically, I did this alone. Barney sent me on this one while he had other things to deal with. Uh, said something about reconning an island with a buddy of his because of a corrupt dictator. So anyway, I went off and had to deal with a wanted man named Stephen Long. But to me, he's called... Well, he's a pedophile who was wanted dead for murdering two underage girls and leaving one barely alive, naked and in a dark place. Let's just say that I broke some bones and got his whereabouts. I got into a local town that had a nearby forest, as I said. And I, of course, had my same gear, uh, same mask. I got to a small house boarded up with wood, and as I slowly made my way to the door, I heard some movement in there. Also, I heard whimpering, someone telling them to let go. I didn't want to hear anymore. So I kicked the door open, and what I saw, I I just couldn't unsee. I saw a teenage girl tied up and lying on the floor. Uh, luckily, her clothes were still on, to a degree. However, she was bruised on her face and legs. I then saw Steven in his underwear, but let me tell you, he was this, he was this fat-ass motherfucker in underwear with a long beard. I simply walked towards him, and he was stumbling backwards because of his pants making him fall. I, of course, used my K-bar to stab his legs. And... <laughs> you have no idea how much I enjoyed hearing him scream in pain. I looked at the girl and I said, I'll be right with you. Just give me five minutes. I looked at Steven again, and... Well, he should have been there. I enjoyed ending that man's life right then and there. And of course, afterward, I freed the girl. I called it in, and of course, we took evidence of that pig's end of days, got my money, and celebrated with a drink at their local bar. I had some good ones. I talked with some of their locals, hearing stories about their town, and, and urban legends regarding the forest that lurked in the darkness. I didn't really think much of it at the time, but I tipped the waitress, got on my bike, and drove off. As I drove, though, I then saw something on the floor. It was shining, as if it had a jewel stone on it. But to my surprise, it was a phone. I parked my bike to the side and grabbed it. I noted that it looked a lot more futuristic, and that I wondered who the sad, pathetic bastard was who happened to drop this. And that was until I flipped the phone over to the back and I saw her name. 
Heather J. My heart skipped a beat just by seeing the name because I knew a girl way back when, when I was a kid, with that name. I at first thought that the name was probably just a coincidence. I'm sure that there were many, many other girls named Heather J. Then I heard from the phone, Excuse me. I got spooked and I accidentally dropped the phone on the floor. And to my surprise, it reacted. Ow! It said. I picked the phone up again. Uh, hello? Did, did you just speak? I asked. Yes, and please don't drop me again. Well, sorry, I wasn't exactly expecting a phone to talk without holding the center button, I said. Well, I am an enhanced power phone. You probably have never seen anything like me. But if you could please return this phone to Heather Johnson, that would be lovely. Uh, she's my owner. My heart really stopped for sure as the phone pulled up a photo of Heather Johnson, confirming my suspicion that after all this time, it was definitely her. Uh, well, she isn't really anywhere close to me. Uh, I just found you in the street, I said to the phone. Hmm, I see. Well, in the last video she took, it implied that she was in danger. Would you like to watch it and help me verify? The phone asked. I paused for a bit, until reluctantly stating, Sure, let's see what you got, I said. A video then showed up. I pressed the play button, and to my surprise, Heather, this girl, the one that I haven't seen in over decades, showed her scared and frightened. I hear footsteps, Heather said in the video. I couldn't see what she was scared of exactly, but just then I heard her scream for a second. The video then cut off. Sadly, this is the only file left at the moment. The rest of the content seems to be deleted or intentionally damaged, the phone said. Well, how much can you fix? I asked. It appears that only 20.5% of this device is operational. It looks like Heather is in deep danger, though. Indeed, she could be. I am this mobile's intelligent, recognitive, Icon Lottery System, aka Iris. It is in my best interest and in your good conscience to locate her immediately, she said. I know what it's like to lose someone, and I won't stop at anything to save them, I said. Let's do this. However, we must go to a location to hide and plan our next moves, if that's okay. Very well. Uh, by the way, I never did get your name, mister. Call me Ghost, for short. Very well, Ghost. And off we went to a place to discuss what we could do to save Heather. As I went to a rental apartment, 
I took out Iris and placed her on the table. Miraculously, her charger plug is the same as my own phone. Go figure. Now Iris was being charged, and we could discuss what our next move was. I also took off my mask as well. Alright, Iris. What's our next step? First, thanks for letting me charge up. Uh, second, I need to restore as much content in this phone as I'm able to. She replied. As her screen began to load, she stated, I believe that I can recover some of the phone's data. Stand by. Within a few minutes, she said again, Alright, now we can dig through what Heather's been up to. Whatever we find, we'll just find out what happened to her, and you can tap to hold any part of the phone to ask me for help with anything. It's a lot like Siri, you know? <laughs> just then, messages, emails, a photo gallery, and music appeared on the home screen. Alright, let's dig. We went through her phone, and, of course, we first went through her messages. I saw some from a group chat only called the UNI Group, along with someone named Riley, Ava, Leslie, along with her brothers, Eric and Xander. Names I couldn't recognize. Lastly, this guy named Ethan. Of course, I went through the messages bottom to top, and let me tell you, this Ethan guy... I felt like I wanted to chop his nuts off. Because in the text, Heather mentioned, this piece of shit was cheating on her with a dancer. On her birthday, no less. Asshole. Consider himself lucky that he didn't meet me. But anyways, I looked through the messages from her brothers. Nothing out of place there. Now, before we continue on, a little backstory. Yes, I knew Heather personally, before meeting Barney and... The others, before Ghost, before the assault on Discovery Island, before the mercenary business. Uh, it was just me, an ordinary boy who loved to play and have fun. Heather and I met at the same school that we went to, and she thought I was pretty funny. We played together, that unbreakable bond. Her brothers, however, her second oldest brother, Eric, uh, he liked me, but... Her other older brother, Xander, did not. Sadly, at the beginning of middle school, Heather and her family moved to a different state because of her dad's job. And before they left, Heather made me a friendship bracelet, as I did with her, with our initials to each other. She cried. So did I. We hugged, and she kissed me on the cheek. And that was the last time I saw her. Uh... Sorry. I guess I had an eyelash in my eye. Uh, anyways, I then went to chat with Ava. There's a bit of suspense there. I'll spare you the boring parts, but Ava mentioned something about her gathering. I then saw a word that sounded familiar. I held on to that word. Iris came up. A Walper Gisnot. Interesting. Does that word seem familiar to you, ghost? Iris asked. Yeah, I believe it's German, I said. You are correct. Pretty well informed. In English, it means it's one of the Dutch and German names for the night of the 30th of April. So it's been called because it's the eve of the feast day of St. Walperga. Also, many believe it to be the night of a witch's meeting. 
Iris said. Well, why would Heather be involved with this witch's meeting? She replied. Well, she liked to discover legends about certain things. A while ago, I've saved her recent searches about witchcraft and voodoo rituals. Oh boy, I thought to myself. I knew she liked to bring myths to life, but... I mean, Jesus. I then looked at her conversations with Ava and said something about Heather not being herself. Well, I suppose it could mean that, through various calculations, Heather's regular activities and choices that she made in her daily life just wasn't what she usually did. Plus, it could be due to the change in her moods, ever since breaking up with Ethan. But, again, I'm no doctor, Iris said. As I kept looking through the messages, she spoke up again. Ghost, I believe I found another clue on her whereabouts. Check through her photo gallery. Iris said. Alright, let's see, I thought to myself. We then looked through her photos, which, honestly, I didn't feel comfortable with, but we didn't have much time for that. And just as I scrolled down, I found a disturbing one. It appeared to be a figure wearing all black, holding a knife, standing underneath a spotlight, wearing a red mask of a demon. I thought it did look creepy, and I pressed on the photo. Iris popped up. It seems this photo correlated with a video and a chat thread that Heather had recently deleted. Uh, would you like me to retrieve the data? Yes, do it, I said. Okay, well I've successfully restored the chat thread with Heather's contact, Riley. The video should be in the message thread. Alright, let's see, I said. As I was about to see the text with her and Riley, in the text with Leslie, it showed that she received a voice message from her. And as I pressed on the voice message, a weird sound, like like someone was saying something, but it sounded like it was muffled, whispering, and breathing. Okay, that was... odd, I said to Iris. Indeed. I can't even verify who that was, with the contacts Heather has talked about before. Then I looked through the messages with her and Riley. I just kept scrolling down. Riley then mentioned something about a red room. Then it showed Riley sending Heather a clip of a weird video that showed a bloodied up bed in weird writing. Jesus, and here I thought things couldn't get any weirder, I said as I kept scrolling. Iris then piped up again. Ghost, I have just recovered another deleted text under a name called Roz, Iris said. Roz. <laughs> well, that's creative, I said sarcastically. I continued to read the messages, and honestly, he sounded like a creep, mentioning that he got her contact from Leslie and that he was going to escort her to the location of the meeting, all this cryptic shit. But I found something off about a text that he said. I held on to the word. Just then, Heather's phone began to ring. Her brother, Xander. I let it ring for a bit more. Aren't you going to answer? Iris asked. I exhaled. And accepted the call. Heather, thank God you answered. Where are you? Eric and I came to this part of town to talk to you. We haven't heard from you in weeks. You're giving our parents a fucking heart attack. Eric screamed into the phone. <sighs> Eric, I'm not 
Heather, I said. What? Who the hell are you? Are, are you sleeping with my sister? I swear to God, I'm gonna... Eric, shut up and listen to me. Meet me at this bar at this location in an hour, okay? I'll text you the address. I texted the location because I knew some of you were going to search this up if I just spat it out. I hung up and got ready. Iris piped up again. By the way you answered him, I assume you know him. <sighs> Trust me. You have no idea, I said, grabbing the phone and making our way to the bar. As I drove my motorcycle to the location, along with Iris in my pocket, I arrived at the bar and entered. I scanned everywhere, and lo and behold, I found them. I gotta say, Eric and Xander have changed drastically. I went over to them, preparing myself, knowing Eric was going to unleash hell, and stated, I see you and follow instructions well. They looked at me. As I predicted, Xander grabbed me by my vest. Where is she? Where is Heather? He yelled out. Xander was next to him, backing him up. Hey, guys, whatever business you have with each other, take it outside, will ya? The bartender said. If you let go of me, I'll tell you. I said calmly. But, Jesus fuck, Eric does have an aged side. And here Xander was the hot-headed one. Eric let go. Eric let go, and I told them to follow me. We went outside, and I told them that we needed to get out of sight. And of course, Eric and Xander didn't have time for games. I told them that if they wanted to get their sister, they needed to trust me. And eventually they did. And we went back to my hideout. We then went inside. Okay, asshole, where the fuck is she? Xander screamed. I never said she was here, I said to them. Okay, so who the fuck are you? Eric said. I sighed. You two already know me. Since we were kids, I told them. I then took off my ghost mask, and the faces that they made were priceless. I was certain that they weren't expecting to see me again, yet, yet here we were. What? You? exclaimed Xander. Yeah. But what are you doing here? Just explain. I then told them only a few details on why I was here, how I found Iris, and then took my phone out. Hello, Xander and Eric, Iris said. Iris, what happened? Where is my sister? Xander exclaimed. I'm sorry, you tell. Heather dropped me when she was taken by a figure, and for a while I've been laying on the floor for a while. That was until Ghost found me and is helping me find her, Iris said, backing me up. Xander and Eric looked at me. Ghost? Xander said. It's a long story. Okay, trust me. Yes, Ghost has been cracking down clues from Heather's contacts, and we may be close to finding her. Iris explained. 
Eric came to me and apologized for putting his hands on me, and I accepted his apology. Like I said, Eric did like me, you know, being friends with his sister. Xander, on the other hand, wasn't too pleased. Typical big older brother phase. I've been meaning to ask, what the hell happened to the left side of your face, dude? Eric asked as he saw the scar that mutant Mickey left as a reminder, and I guess you could call it a souvenir as well. That fought a giant rodent, I said, brushing it off. Eric and Xander looked surprised and curious, but Xander turned to Iris. Iris, what have you and Ghost here been able to find? He asked. Ghost and I have recently been looking at the texts Heather had with this Roz figure. He has been saying some stuff and that he may be responsible for Heather's whereabouts. I then showed Eric and Xander the texts and continued where we left off when they called seeing her text with Roz, and we then found a word that looked suspicious. I held on to the word. Just then a call came in. It was from Riley. I accepted the call. Heather, where are you? I'm at the Colt site. I see... Along with... Riley was breaking up. There was too much interference. But then Xander grabbed the phone. Riley, Riley, where are you? My sister is missing, Xander said. Wait, what? I can... I think... Riley kept breaking up, and the phone hung up shortly after. We all looked at each other until we heard a bing. Riley started to text. Okay, I heard you weren't Heather. Who are you? Riley texted. Xander then texted that he was her older brother and that he wanted to know where she was. And then she replied, Oh, shit, okay. Listen, Heather and I ran across a cult. I'm already here, but as you're asking, I don't know where she was. I thought you were with her. Xander looked at me and Eric, but then another ping. I see the cult. There are a lot of them. Shit, this is bad. Xander texted fast asking about the location of, of this cult sighting. Do you see any displays of anything? But then Riley was texting as if his life was about to be cut short. Wait, I think they saw me. We waited for a bit. Xander was about to reply. Riley replied suddenly. Shit. No, they didn't. Thank God, that was close. Wait. We saw the three circles for a while and we then knew that that wasn't a good sign. The phone rang. It said it was from Riley, and I had a feeling that it wasn't. Xander answered. Riley? Nope. Hello there. We heard a disguised voice on the other end. It's about time you showed up, Xander and Eric, the voice said. Our spirits felt like they just left our bodies. How the hell did this figure know about Heather's brothers? Fuck face! Where is my sister? I know you have her. Answer me, you piece of shit! Xander shouted. Eric tried to calm him down, and I told him that I would speak to this figure. It appears that you've caused pain to my acquaintance here. And who are you, exactly? The voice asked. You can call me Ghost. 
But as you know, I'm already aware of who you are. Ross. Well, you learn very fast. However, your appearance tonight here, Ghost, was unexpected. But here you are, nonetheless. However, you know my name, but not what I do. Ross said. Go on. Ross replied. I am the leader of this gathering. We have met on a fortunate night. Don't be too cocky, Roz. I don't have time for these games. You have someone we care about, and we want her back. Now, we can do this one of two ways. Either, one, you surrender her to us and we'll never cross paths again. Or two, I'll come find you and your goons. I'll probably pop a bullet in your shoulder or in your skull, depending on how you answer. Hmm. How ironic that you mentioned two options. Because from where we stand, you are not eligible to make threats here. I do, Ross said. And what do you mean by that? Two pictures then came about. One was of Riley, and the other one was Heather. Both of them beaten up badly. Xander and Eric came and saw the pictures. And Xander was about to go berserk. I put my arms across his chest to stop him. So that's your threat, I said. Indeed. Originally, this chaos was meant for Heather's pathetic brothers. You weren't included in this picture. However, another idea came to mind. Also, I do sense something about you, and and I like it. Just know that time is running out, so I'll cut to the chase. I want you, Ghost, to join us. Come and join our revolution. I sense the potential in it's, it's so rare for me to offer this opportunity to someone who isn't initiated, and, well, I guess if you refuse, I'll kill both Heather and her pathetic friend, Ross said. I looked at Xander and Eric, contemplating. If I join you, you'll release them, I asked Ross. TikTok ghost, we don't have all day. I don't want neither Riley or Heather to die. I stood silent. Very well. I'll join you. I said. Excellent. I'm sending you the coordinates to our gathering. And if you bring the cops, they're dead. If you make one wrong move, they're dead. Do you understand? Yes. I replied. That's a good boy. Now, don't make us wait. Ross said, hanging up. What What now? How are you going to save them? Eric asked me. Even that I'm an enhanced gadget, I'm also curious how you're going to get them out of there as well. Iris piped up. Keep your pants held up, dude. I've got tricks up my sleeve. Plus, this is going to involve both of you. And yes, you too, Iris. I said as I huddled them together for the plan. As Iris graphed out the location of the gathering, I told Eric and Xander to go together and follow at a far distance, as Roz and the Colt will only be focused on me, and wouldn't be expecting anyone else, but that they needed to be discreet and stick to the shadows. After that, we agreed on the plan. We gathered up the extra weapons and ammo, we got into Xander's rented-out car, and we made our way to the coordinates to save both Heather and Riley. 
As we were driving through the darkness within the woods, in our side views, the drive there was quiet. Eric broke the silence. I remember that a while back, you and my sister always hung out at school. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I do remember. Uh, we had some good times. You know, back home she tried being friends with this loner girl who was always... Well, I mean, she had a good head on her shoulders, but she kept quiet to herself. And soon after this happened, they kind of became friends. Little did she know that she had a disorder that became an obsession. Heather found out and tried to help her, but she attacked Heather. And she later got expelled from school. From what Heather told us, she was crying, but gave this hated look towards her. We never saw her again. Hmm, I see. Uh, by any chance, did she mention this girl's name? Yeah, it, she said that her name was Violet. Heather showed me a picture of her. Eric showed me the picture from his phone. Uh, not gonna lie, she was kind of pretty. Anyways, we made it to the location of the gathering. We geared up, I put on my ghost mask, and then gathered one more time. Alright guys, I know we're being watched, but try to be discreet. You know, hide in the shadows as long as you can, so that we can save your sister and Riley. Iris, graph location. Yes, ghost, she replied. Alright, give me a five minute head start, and then you follow, I told Eric and Xander. They nodded, I memorized where the gathering was located, and went off. To be honest, the, the woods at night, with the full moon shining above as the only light source, it felt peaceful to me. I continued on and heard rustling, but not from behind. Instead, it was forward. Just then, four shadowy figures appeared out of the trees, and I got goosebumps as this was my first cult encounter. They sported black clothing, what looked like a worn, tattered hoods, their masks. Their masks are what got most of my attention. Their masks were heads of goats and pigs, and I knew three of them were girls, and I was a guy. The sight of those horrified me. One came up to me, and I stood still. This one was a girl. Your weapons, now, the one with the goat head said. And of course, I gave them my weapons. The goat girl motioned me to follow her to the gathering. The three others were behind me, just in case I did something. I followed them, and we made it to the site eventually. Now, the site to me was actually pretty intriguing. The setup was impressive. There were twigs symbolizing what I believed to be specific chanting symbols. There were carvings on the floor with weird diagrams, like for each member to stand on. Uh, a big bonfire. And, uh, in total, I believe there were 18 members, both men and women. As we got there, all eyes were on me. They started to chant some weird noise. The three members that were behind me left and joined the group. Roz walked in. Welcome, ghost, to our special gathering. The place of brothers and sisters. Roz said with his disguised voice. Okay. I'm here. Heather and her friend. Where are they? Such a hurry. Are we? 
Alright, very well. Uh, bring out the prisoners. Roz told the two guards, and they came back with both Heather and Riley. Both girls looked noticeably okay. That was a good thing. I'm surprised you care about both of them. So, you don't know about these others, then? Roz said, smiling as he snapped his fingers. I looked to the side, and the members moved aside. To my horror, it wasn't just Heather and Riley. There were eight other hostages, and my eyes shot open. Where? How? So many questions ran through my head. <laughs> yes. Marvelous, isn't it? See, I thought about our deal, and... Well, I decided to make changes to it. See, I want you to fight our toughest member. And if you lose, one person dies. If you succeed... Well, I guess we'll wait. And if you succeed... Well, I guess we'll get to that later. Well... That's not fair, you son of a... Heather said. Silence. Roz shouted. Not gonna lie, I kind of jumped in and well. And in my mind, I wish now Barney and the others came in and helped me out. You asswipe. <laughs> Fine, bring me your strongest. I said. Roz started to laugh. <laughs> oh, you'll regret it. Mania. Rise. Roz shouted. Mania, I thought to myself. I looked around and a figure started to approach me. This figure had, again, a black goat head, and they were a bit taller than I. They took the mask off, reeling to be a girl, and I guess I shouldn't say that this girl looked stunningly attractive, but in the situation that I was in, it... Anyway, she had eyes of hatred and had red stains on her face. I thought that the island creatures were dangerous, but I changed my vote right then and there, and out of nowhere she punched me in my chest. I flew off and fell, but keep in mind I was wearing hard armor. I felt the hard impact of her fist hit my chest, and honest to god I couldn't breathe. <sighs> what the hell did I just get myself into? I thought. I was trying to gather my thoughts, and... I felt her grab my armor and flinging me across the field. The crowd of members were cheering for Mania. I got up and got out a little pocket knife from my belt buckle. They weren't expecting that, I thought. And as I ran to stab Mania, I eventually did. But it had no effect on her whatsoever. She grabbed my wrist and I swear I thought it broke when she did, but luckily she only twisted it. I got loose. It hurt like hell, but I managed. I tried side-kicking her, but nothing. I then tried kicking her legs. A little effect, but not too much. Mania then grabbed me again by the throat and punched my stomach repeatedly. It felt as if I was going to throw up. She punched me one more time, headbutted me, till I fell down. I tried getting up. I, I slowly did, not really remembering much. But Mania looked on in shock. <sighs> Come on, guys, where the hell are you? I whispered, wondering where the hell Eric and Xander were. Stay down, puny man, Mania said as she grabbed my throat again with both hands. I then thought, okay, one more try. In 
per area. And who would have guessed that it actually worked? I did it again, and she was running out of options. I clapped her on both of her ears, and with whatever energy I had left in me, I gave her an uppercut, knocking her out. <sighs> I grunted out with barely any energy left. Wow. I'm impressed, Ghost. Not every member here was able to take down Mania in their first shot, but... But you succeeded. Yeah. yeah. Enough stalling. I held my end of the deal. Now have some balls and hold up your end. I shouted at Roz. Oh, I never said I was setting you all free. <laughs> what? I thought to myself. I threw my knife at Roz, but Roz caught it. Oh shit, he's good. I said. <laughs> Kill them all, Roz shouted, snapping. As soon as he gave the command, I heard a gunshot, and the person holding Heather went down. I looked around and I saw Xander and Eric out of the shadows. Don't fucking move, or I'll shoot more of you, Xander yelled out. I was breathing heavily. What the hell took you both so long? I asked them. Oh, you're going to dare intrude our gathering, Roz said angrily. I grabbed one of my throwing knives and threw it at Roz as he was distracted from the brothers and hit his mask. It came off of him. Or so I thought it was a him. As we all heard Roz grunt in pain from the knife, he turned around... And to our surprise, Roz wasn't a he, but a she. I looked at who turned and revealed a face that, that I've seen before. More specifically, in the picture that Eric showed me. It was Violet. Violet was Roz. You're Roz! Heather said in shock and surprise. Holy shit, Eric said, matching her. Xander was just speechless. And I thought to myself, how, how bad this had the potential to be. Roz was Violet. A million questions ran through my head, but then Violet then ordered her followers to attack us. We turned and all hell was breaking loose. I grabbed my pistols from the other members after I snapped their necks and we started shooting. Sadly, the shootout lasted very short because the members soon started to scatter through the woods. Well, that escalated quickly, Sanders said. We then headed towards Heather, Riley, and the other captives. Heather hugged Xander and Eric with tears streaming down her faces. Look, I hate to break this emotion reunion here, but we have to go now, I yelled out. We then freed the rest of the hostages. I then told Xander to hand me Iris. Iris retraced the steps to the car, I yelled at her. I'm on it, I've got it tracked, she said. Xander and Eric led ahead and got them all out of there. But as soon as I thought that things couldn't get any worse, Eric got stabbed through the leg with my throwing knife. 
He screamed in agony. We all were shocked. I turned to see Violet with her face red with anger. You ruined everything! Now you're gonna die. She shouted as she came running towards us. I then hit her with a front kick, and that wasn't going to keep her down long enough, so I yanked at my knife out of Eric's leg. Go now! Run! I'll handle her. Help Xander carry your brother and head for the car with the others, I told Heather. What? No, we're not going to leave you, she said. Heather, there's no time to argue. Now go! Who are you? She asked. I rolled up my sleeve and showed her my wristband that she made me all those years ago. She was confused at first, but her face expression showed it all. I... Oh my god. Are you? She asked. I simply nodded my head. We'll meet again. Now go! I told her. She then helped Xander carry Eric, and I was left there to face Violet again. Violet and I stood her ground with flames surrounding us. Not gonna lie, it made it look like we were battling in hell. But as soon as I made my stance of standing my ground, I then had the flashback on how I did the same move with mutant Mickey back on the island. Except no music from Chris Daughtry this time filled my head. She held onto my K-bar with rage in her eyes. I inhaled and exhaled. We ran towards each other and we fought. But she wasn't as tough as mutant Mickey, thankfully, but... She did put up one hell of a fight. She almost tried to stab me, but failed. I uppercut her in the jaw, and she fell once more, spitting blood from her mouth. <laughs> I'm impressed, Ghost. You are definitely one hell of a fighter. Now I see what your reputation means after your fight on that island. But I know that you're really fives. My heart felt as if it had stopped. What? How? When? What? I tried to spit out a question. Oh yes, I... You think I don't know about that? I'm not the only one who knows. You know. There are more of us out there, and we won't stop until your head is off your body. I then went to grab her robe. Who? Who are the others? Who else knows? I shouted. But as I knew that she wasn't going to spill out names, she did what I wasn't even expecting next. She snapped her own neck, and she laid there dead. I was speechless, not knowing what now, and yet there were more questions than answers about who knew what about the island. But as this came to my mind, the flames of the fire were burning down the logs, the branches with the symbols, everything was coming down. I quickly ran out of there, and I tried to go as fast as I could, but was still bruised with what Mania did to me. Luckily, I found everyone else still by the car, surprised that they didn't yet leave. Heather was with Eric, who had patched his leg. He was feeling a bit better, and came to hug me. Heather had tears streaming down her face, stating that she didn't want to leave without me. And I agreed. Honestly, Xander was about to go back and get you. Eric said. I was surprised, and I turned to see Xander coming towards me. Man, you are one hell of a fighter, he said. As that was done, we then tried to fit in the car, which fit everyone, thankfully, especially on the bed of the truck.
I told Xander to drop me off at the hideout. We made it there. Xander, Eric, and Heather and I stepped out, and I thanked them. Well, this is, uh, I guess, the end of the road for us. We each here made an impact, and that's saying something. Yeah, I guess we couldn't have gotten our sister back without you. Thank you, man, Eric said solemnly. Yeah, you've earned my respect now, ghost, Xander said, extending his hand. We both shook. Eric gave me a brotherly handshake as well. Don't be a stranger anymore, all right? Eric said. I won't. Heather came up to me and gave me the biggest hug you could even imagine. I'll see you soon, right? She asked. <laughs> you bet. I said as we then said our final goodbyes. They got into the car and drove off. I packed up my gear and came back home. And I guess that's about it. Everything came out to be what I expected to happen. And, I mean, suffice to say, I gotta find out who the others are now. I'm sure you weren't purposefully gonna forget me, right? A voice emanated. Oh yeah, apparently Heather had slipped Iris into my pocket without me noticing. Jesus, now I'm worried that if I'm getting slow now or that gullible... <laughs> uh... Yeah, I guess that's the story. It's definitely a ride. Also, I'm uh, upgrading my armor, uh, having a bit of adjustments, some new equipment for the time being. But uh, this is the end, folks. It definitely was one hell of a ride. Uh, hold on a second. Hello? Eagle Eye. What's up? Wait, slow down. What's going on? You created a what? Are you serious? No, t tell me you're kidding. Who else knows about this? Uh, okay. Uh, I'll come stop by. <laughs>